If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. Switching things out, this uh, other microphone wasn't working, so we had to uh, jump into uh, other things like... (laughs) Here on the program, great to have you here. Sean McGuire here in the hot seat, joined uh, once again, riding shotgun, Matt Barros uh, as our producer. He might start, chime in, and we've got a fantastic guest co-host, Brian Munderlow, joining us here on the program. 402-342-1290 is your number, 12, if you would like to uh, ask us any questions as we are going to be talking about this week, all of the changes as far as individual and small businesses as they, that they are going through with the uh, changes in the Affordable Care Act, and in particular, all of the insurance reforms. It's not health care reform, it's health insurance reform, according to many people, and we're going to be spending most of the program talking about some of these changes, sharing some interesting stories, uh, some horror stories almost too, uh, I might say. Here on the program, and uh, it's going to be something that you're not going to want to miss. So let's get down to it. Uh, welcoming in our guest co-host of the week, Brian Munderlow, Thanks, Sean. employee benefits consultant from Garvey and Associates. How are you doing today? Doing fine, thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Good to be back. Great to have you back. We know you've uh, you developed uh, quite a fan following here uh, in season two of the program. So it's like now we're in season four, uh, ready to uh, to talk about it. And some of the things we we've been visiting about as we've been talking about the changes and we just wanted to at least have this conversation now and we'll get to get down to it even more over the next few months as open enrollment starts coming up. But there sure are a lot of changes happening uh, in the individual and small group market, isn't there? Yeah. um, Sean, this year uh, we're seeing a lot of changes in the individual market because both some of the reforms that are happening, but also insurance carriers are really feeling a shift in risk. And so uh, you're going to see uh, this coming open enrollment. There's going to be some drastic changes, and we're going to talk. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about what you, your options are going to be and how you can prepare prepare for that. And then also to uh, business owners, what you can be expecting for your employees and and how you might be able to uh, to to help them through uh, this process. So uh, we already know that uh, Blue Cross and Blue Shield is going to raise their rates uh, by 38 percent. Um, and they have to do it. They just have to do it. Um, otherwise, the risk in this individual book of business is going to bring down the whole company. And so uh, they've asked the state of Nebraska for that increase, and they say if they don't get it, they're going to have to leave the market, uh, which you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that and some of the other carriers and, and the struggles that are going on and how you really should be thinking about it now uh, because when it comes to the end of the year, there's going to be uh, a lot of a lot of changes that you need to be aware of. So um, that's just 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 one just one carrier, uh, and and it's nationwide. And so it's going to be a huge election issue. Um, it's going to it's going to change the conversation, I think, later on this year. I think you're 100 percent right, and other people that I talk to uh, have also said that um, it's just going to be almost. I've heard the word bloodbath uh, when it comes to uh, some of these rate increases that people are going to be going through here in 2017, a, a critical year in the law. That's right. That's right. Uh, St- Steve Martin, uh, CEO of Blue Cross and Blue Shield, you know, he said, and he's, he's asking, I wonder what the government is going to do when there are no carriers in a state in the individual market. And so we might, we might see that. We might see uh, where, the, where what, what's supposed to be a marketplace now in many states they have one option. It's a one-option marketplace, and some they have two. And so the, the, the word marketplace, I don't think, is, is very fitting. Um, but it's, it's issues like that, and it's really the amount of, uh, of risk on that individual market that is just going to, at the end of this year, uh, be a real struggle for, for carriers and for individuals to deal with. Oh, I totally agree. I, I think we're just trying to, to sound the warning a little bit 
And and we saw that happen with another carrier even this week. Uh, it was Anthem uh, and Cigna both uh, releasing their earnings numbers, and both yeah. of them uh, were not up to up to speed. And this kind of comes on the heels of that uh, Department of Justice announcement. They, these two are trying to merge together, yeah. and because uh, they believe that they they almost have to uh, as a result of all of this. And both of their numbers were down. And in particular, they were pointing directly at this individual marketplace uh, as one of the places that they're losing money. Absolutely. And keep in mind, these these companies are regulated by the federal government to say you can't make money. You, you have to pay back in claims 80% on the individual basis, 85% on group. And so they just have that, uh, that margin to run on uh, regulated by the government. Now think, if you lose money year after year and you can't raise your margin to make up for that loss, what's going to happen when the already dwindling reserves of these carriers um, are, are going to be brought down to nothing? Because they, they, they literally, based on how the law is written, cannot make money uh, to build up a, a reserve of cash. Well, but on the other hand, some people would say, well, these evil insurance companies, such you know, blah, 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 <laughs> they make all of this money, look at all of these tall buildings, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, uh, again... If you look at the, uh, the insurance market and you look at an insurance carrier, uh, again, like Blue Cross and Blue Shield, um, they looked at their book of business over the past number of years, and they determined that they make 1% uh, profit after, after expenses of all, uh, looking back many years, 1%. And yeah, they're playing with big numbers, but you can't, you can't you know, vilify a, a company that's, uh, that's doing 1% of what the actual cost is that you're paying. The 99% is where the, the focus needs to be placed, and, and, and I really hope that we um, are able to, in the coming years, do what the health care reform law did not, and that's work a little bit on personal responsibility, work a little bit on transparency, and, and work a little bit on the cost equation uh, of, of this behemoth that we are spending on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, you know, we we've kind of understand that there's a lot lower or higher costs. I I think there are probably some places that have lower costs, but that you would have to examine the policy to make sure that the network is right. Because we've also seen uh, narrowing of networks, and mm-hmm. we've seen less choice. Let's talk a little bit about these co-ops and and what happened there, because it just seems like another one bit bites the dust every week. That's right. Um, you know, co-ops that they really. It really wasn't a good time to jump into the individual market. It really wasn't because the health care law uh, made it so a lot of employers um, dropped their plans initially. Now they're flocking back to, to, to group insurance. But then the government also eliminated the high-risk pools in the states. And they also made it so that you could have no pre-existing conditions. And so you have a pent-up demand. Um, and so these co-ops, when they came in there, they're trying to, what, grow their business. And when you're growing your business at a time when the people that are going to sign up for your insurance are going to be the exact people that are going to, you know, saddle you with some claims, right? They're trying to do the right thing, but the numbers just didn't work. Uh, the government had something in place that said, Mr. Co-op, when you're starting, we're going to help you out. We know you're going to take a little bit more risk, so we have a backdoor. We're going we're gonna to tax everybody, and we're going to give you this pot of money. Right, and the eleventh hour uh, in two thousand and uh, and fourteen, two thousand and fourteen, the eleventh hour, uh, the government took that away from them. Right, the, it was their like for co-opportunity. Their number one asset was a that was I think a sixty million dollar IOU from CMS. Right, and in the eleventh hour, that I, that that promise was taken away. So they were the first to go because they they have they had the uh, the problem is that they were successful. Yeah, they were very. The, the yeah, problem they, is they enrolled too many people, and 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 the whole thing kind of kind of kind of blew up. Um, and so we're seeing that all across the nation with all these co-ops. Um, and you know, I, I haven't you know kept up on 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 which ones are are falling like dominoes right now. But the the, the it just doesn't work from an insurance perspective. Uh, for them to, to be able to exist. To be dependent on federal government that sometimes doesn't, well, it never pays on time either, probably. Either. <laughs> yeah. They're always a little bit behind. And and, and other uh, larger companies, more established companies, you know, they have books of business that they can rely on. 
besides just individual and and really and, and the small group they they have a they have an ability to absorb some of that these co-ops didn't have that um and so they they were really exposed and you know we we hope and insurance companies hope over the next few years that they'll get some stability right because insurance carriers are not afraid really they're really not afraid of high costs okay because they're just you know taking money from from you and your premiums and paying it to the doctors what really gets an insurance company is volatility so if they can't plan for the cost they can't have the right premiums and then they're they're stuck so uh, we hope on the individual market at some point there'll at least be some stability so that we can uh, price the product right but we're not going to like the right price <laughs> that that's going to happen right. uh, because it's it's already a lot worse and now it's it we'll, we'll talk about 2017 and what we're looking at yeah 2017 has been an interesting year we've been sounding the warning about 2017 here for a while and so we're going to get into that a little bit check out healthreformexplained.com uh, for for the blog post that uh, is associated with what we're talking about here an outlook for individuals and small businesses it's uh it's on there right now and you can listen to uh, oh another segment that uh, will will uh, reinforce what we're we're talking about on these changes. Hey, by the way, criminal charges against three state department officials in the Flint, Michigan case. Find out what the attorney general is saying here a little bit late in the, later in the program. But when we come back first, uh, Brian's going to share some of the stories that he's had from the people that he's speaking with about some of these exchange notification uh, letters that they're getting and some other horror stories that might be facing your business. You're definitely not going to want to miss that next here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Back right after this. And to all of your supporters here and around the country, I want you to know I've heard you. Your cause is our cause. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomeninatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Now that you've heard of Sean McGuire and HealthReformExplained.com, maybe it's time for his team to assess your company's situation. We have innovative strategies to help navigate this new maze created by the Affordable Care Act. For more, go to HealthReformExplained.com. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. According to the Kaiser Family Foundation, a recent study, you can find it on the Edie Bellis Twitter page, deductibles, coinsurance paid by workers growing faster than payments by their health care plan, leading to, to less take-home pay, really bringing up uh, the issue of affordability. And uh, the Affordable Care Act went to uh, kind of help uh, people, so they thought, uh, with affordability, mandating that uh, Plans could not be more than 9.5% of, of an individual's income, 9.5%, meaning that's the maximum amount that they could have to uh, contribute for their uh, for their, their coverage. And uh, in certain industries, uh, that can kind of be kind of a, a sketchy or, or wiggly situation, Brian, yeah. uh, as, uh, just because they're right on, on the line. And so uh, we've had uh, some people that, that, that you were talking about um, kind of experiencing uh, some things by maybe going to the marketplace, but then this might trigger some sort of letter from uh, the federal government to the business owner. Uh, can you kind of give them a little context about uh, about what you're seeing out there? Sure. So um, when, when you're talking to an employer uh, or, or they're talking to their employees, uh, there's a certain issue of affordability on a health plan. Employers care about it because if their plans are not affordable, it triggers – uh, the shared responsibility payment. So it can trigger a $3,000 penalty to the employer. The employees uh, can care about it because if a plan is unaffordable, then they can get subsidies in the marketplace. And so um, what, what's happening right now is you're, you're going to have uh, the, the, the melding of two things. Uh, you're going to have either the employer gets a penalty or an employee 
is not eligible for a subsidy. And I'm going to explain a little bit of why, of why that matters. Okay. So uh, I, I work with an employer who got this letter from the, the marketplace and it said, your employee has signed up for coverage to the marketplace and is receiving a subsidy, which eventually could trigger a penalty to you. Um, so the employer calls, calls me and they're, they say, what should I do with this notice? You know, I don't want to, I don't want to get charged a penalty. And I said, it's not so much, not, not just you, not just you, but it's your employee that needs some information here. And believe it or not, there's a lot of employees out there that are going to fall into this trap and it's huge. So, um, what, what happens is if an employee goes to the marketplace, they can basically say whatever they want and pay whatever they want and be eligible for whatever they want. And you know what? The, the government doesn't ask for much information. They're starting to now a little bit, but they just kind of let you, let you go. And then you're paying whatever amount that you kind of described. But if that plan ends up being affordable, you're going to have to pay back every penny that the government subsidized your plan. And if you've seen the premium, sometimes those subsidies take a plan that's $1,000 to $100. So you got a $900 uh, subsidy for 12, mo- for 12 months that you might have to pay back. So that, that employee, if, if you get that letter that says your employee is eligible for a subsidy, it's basically saying someone's going to pay. Either you, Mr. Employer, are going to pay because you didn't provide the, the right coverage at an affordable level, level or your employee is going to pay back the subsidy that, that they claimed that they were eligible for. And so if you do happen to get the subsidy or, or get this letter, or even if you work for a small employer who won't get the, who won't get the letter because they didn't have to report uh, on, their, on their health plan, uh, you need to be uh, aware that the the government is tying up these loose ends, right? The the IRS is now talking to CMS, just like they were supposed to. Finally, and, and they got the they got the report, right? Got the and memo. now they're going to work on it. Yeah, yeah. So let's break this down a little bit more because I think this is a critical, important uh, piece of the law. And one of the things I always almost made fun of uh, when I was going through through the thing was the fact that. Employers have to offer coverage, and if they don't, they get penalized. But then they also have to notify their employees of the fact that these exchanges exist yeah. in the first place. So it's just kind of a very awkward situation some employers might write because you're telling them that, that these things exist, and if you don't have the right communication strategy in place, they might just go, oh, well, I'm just going to go to the marketplace, blah, 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 and then they can just lie, That's like right. you said, <laughs> about it. I mean, there's nothing to stop them from doing that, is there? You know, um, they can't. Yeah, uh, yeah. And and the the sad thing is, is a lot of the notices you get from your employer, you just kind of put them in a file. Like, I don't need to. I don't need to read this. It's just government stuff. It's health health care. Who knows? But those notices can be super important. Uh, the, the 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 specific area uh, that is going to be uh, trapping people is that. If the employer says, hey, your plan is affordable, then uh, it d- not just removes the subsidy for you, right, but it removes the subsidy for your children or for your wife, no matter what the cost would be. And so if, if the plan is affordable to the employee only, meaning the, the amount that you pay uh, for the plan for single-only coverage on the lowest cost plan is affordable, that's that's going to remove your subsidy. And so if you have children that you add or a spouse that you add, you know, your premium may be 15, 20% of your income. You know, if you look at it for uh, a family of four, you know, the, the premium on a plan, it's about the poverty level. Okay, so if, you, if you're at the poverty level and you have a family of four, th- that policy would cost you everything. So and there's nothing to to shield your, the 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 children and the spouses of these employees because the employer will just offer a plan that's affordable to their employee, and uh, you know the the rest of the family can 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 uh, can kind of fend for themselves. You know, um, so can you, they go to the marketplace? They they can go to the marketplace, but they pay full price. So uh, basically, especially in Nebraska here, uh, the only the only other option that can save you from this is for, is is Medicaid. 
Uh, so you have uh, people on the low lowest end of the scale, right? They got awesome coverage. It's a great program, and I'm not I'm not 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 trying to dog it. I'm just saying it's a great program and it's free. But as soon as you make above the poverty level in Nebraska, there's nothing. There's nothing for you. Uh, there's no help. And so if you don't have an employer that's helping you, and you can't get your family on Medicaid, there's just a big a, a big gap. So um, that's one of the flaws that, that I think. Well, that was because they were supposed to s- expand Medicaid to 133%, but then didn't. That's right. Do you think that would have made a difference? It would have made a difference. It would have made a difference. And, and I, I talked to, I, I asked the question to Dave Heineman when I, when I was uh, back in, in Lincoln a few years ago. And I said, why, why didn't you do that? Because in Nebraska, we're, we're very conservative on our Medicaid policy. And it's not like that across the nation. A lot, mo- most states have much more liberal Medicaid programs. So in Nebraska, what happens is there's no coverage for adults over the poverty line. And the, and the limits on children are about as low as they can federally you know, mandated to be. So I asked him, why didn't you expand Medicaid? The, government, the federal government said they were going to pay 100% for the first 10 years and 90% after that. How is this not a good deal? He said, uh, you know, we have a lot of experience with the federal government, right? We just talked about the co-ops. And they, he says, you know what happens is they, they tell the states to sign up for this, and they promise to pay, but then, you know what, things change in Washington. You know, politics change, parties change, and the states are left holding all that cost and all those empty promises that we got from Washington. So although it's, it's harmful to families almost, it, the, the long play and the wise play would say, maybe we should be conservative on this. And, and, and so he halfway got me there. <laughs> I halfway agreed with him uh, on that. But it's just hard from my perspective when you're talking to people and, and you, you run the numbers and you say, you know what, you make too much money to receive any help. So, uh, you know, if, if we talk about a bill that, uh, that motivates people to, to do their best and to do uh, their best for their families, uh, th- there's just too many holes in this. There's too many holes in this uh, for, working, for working people. So if you're a business owner out there, how, how would you uh, advise that they kind of manage and, and stay on top of these things? Because uh, it, it, it could start happening to them. Yeah. Um, if you're a business owner and you are, are helping employees pay for individual policies right now, first of all, you're going to want to look into an employer-sponsored plan for 2017. The numbers have just shifted so drastically. Individual coverage used to be a lot less expensive because it could be underwritten individually. Therefore, people would buy individual policies to save money off off of a group. But now it's the exact opposite. Individual policies are community rated with no underwriting whatsoever. And it's only on a group basis that you can be able to underwrite for, you know, the health care that you're actually going to use rather than simply paying what everyone else does and just paying your fair share of, of that huge claim pool. So um, as far as, you know, that's one thing. I don't know, I don't know if I answered your question specifically. What, what can employers do to keep up on this? Well, uh, you need to be, uh, besides, you know, going on uh, edbellis.com and, 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 and working on and doing that, um, you need to be, you need to be sure that you have a broker or an agent that is knowledgeable, that can speak not just to what's going through, what you're going through as an employer, but what employees are actually experiencing and can communicate uh, uh, effectively. Uh, because when employers make these decisions, right, they can't make it for everybody. Someone's going someone's gonna to be hurt by your decision, right? There, there's, the, the, the system isn't set up to make employees and employers friendly, right? Because if the employer says, I don't want to pay the penalty, what it means is that maybe some of your employees are going to be denied a subsidy, and maybe they wanted that subsidy. So you really have to have someone who can uh, communicate effectively and, and help those individuals as well as, as the, the employers go through uh, the decision-making process. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's also important to be working with somebody that's um, on top of all of these changes and, and following them because I think there's a lot of people in the industry that haven't. 
kept up on all of these things, and I think they're you know, almost doing their clients a disservice for that reason. You, you know, um, p- keeping your head in the sand was a really good strategy leading up to the law because the government kind of said, oh, we're going to do this, never mind. Oh, we're going to do this, never mind. But that's not happening anymore. They're, they're following through on what's going on, and if you haven't changed or you're not reviewing, uh, I, I hear stories like this all the time. I hear stories of uh, employers saying, yeah, my, my employees get a, get a subsidy. That's no problem, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it can be. They're going to check. They haven't checked before. Things have changed, right? The, they've gotten the cogs connected. Uh, I have uh, people who have uh, short-term policies or policies that aren't uh, compliant with the law saying, how's the federal government going to know what kind of plan I have? Well, they know. <laughs> the carriers report uh, on if either your employee, your employer or the carrier is going to report your social security number and your plan uh, to the federal government to check. So it's going to happen. Um, and, you know, employers, individuals, uh, they really need to take a, a, a look now and say, okay, this law is here to stay. I need to make sure what I'm doing is going to serve me right. Exactly, exactly. Well, let's take a time out because uh, we want to get into uh, some of the other things. Coming up, uh, we're going to be talking about, was it the five design flaws we, of the affordable We, we picked five. We I picked think we five. picked five. Okay, there, there might be, be a few more of those out there. Uh, we're going to be taking a look at, at some of those design flaws because, for example, we just talked about one of them in some ways is this yep. um, affordability issue. And uh, we're going to be getting down into depth a little bit more about that here on America's Healthcare Challenge. If you've got any questions on how, how to manage all these things, uh, 402-342-1290 is the phone number, 402-342-1290 or 800-577-1290. Uh, like Eminem, we're getting down to business right now and we'll be back right after this russia if you're listening i hope you're able to find the thirty thousand emails that are missing are you a business owner seeing your bottom line squeezed by rising health care costs I'm Sean McGuire, and I founded E.D. Bellis Healthcare Consulting to provide health reform consulting so that your business does not get caught off with all the uncertainty in Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill when the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, was created, and I have read the entire bill. Let me guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing government rules and regulations that will impact your organization regardless of size. I offer custom services, including cost reduction strategies, training seminars for you and your employees, and strategic planning to help you prepare for the future. Regardless of what the Supreme Court decides, this issue is here to stay. Contact me today for a free consultation at www.healthreformexplained.com. That's www.healthreformexplained.com. At E.D. Ballas, we know healthcare. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. They say every business should have an elevator pitch. Here's ours. We are E.D. Bellis, a consulting company specializing in healthcare reform, helping businesses navigate the new law. For more, go to healthreformexplained.com. Not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. 
Nearly 12.7 million individuals signed up for coverage in the Affordable Care Act marketplaces during uh, the third open enrollment period. You hear uh, the the number 20 million people now have coverage. That's not necessarily uh, the truth, and the reason why is because there are some design flaws in the law, and we're going to take a moment to talk about some of those. But uh, one of the things is, uh, first of all, I'd like to bring up 12.7 million signed up last time around in total, but there were 11.1 million with active coverage by the end of March, meaning that individuals signed up and paid premiums for one, maybe two, maybe three months, got some sort of treatment or for a catastrophic condition and then stopped paying, or maybe they realized they couldn't afford the massively rising premiums. Yep. You know, it's not it's not a bad strategy if you if you look at it for for your family, right? It's called gaming the system. It's called gaming. It's called it's legal gaming uh, of the system. But yeah, that's a strategy because uh, you sign up for the first year or for first month, you pay one month, and then they have ninety days after that before they can cancel cancel you. So you have you have a good period uh, of time there, and your preventative maintenance uh, is 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 free. So you get your annual checkup. Uh, you get all your 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 tests done that that you need for January, and then you cancel the plan, and you can find maybe a less expensive temporary plan. Uh, you 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 may you 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 may be able to uh, to to join a healthcare sharing ministry or or whatnot. Um, so you know that 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 could be seen as a design flaw right there. Uh, it's not a, the system doesn't account for personal choice. Right. And, and the people that are left in the marketplace, they're the ones paying all the all the bills. Right. And so um, the, the lack of uh, personal, uh, you know, responsibility in, in that case, I, I think could be seen as a design fault. But that's not on our list, Sean. That's, oh, uh, well, just we might have to change up. this segment to the <laughs> six design flaws. Well, well, number one on our list, Brian, was out of pocket costs, out of yeah. pocket costs. Yeah. And uh, on our Twitter page, I talked about it a little bit. Last time around, but um, Kaiser Family Foundation re- released a really nice chart outlining how uh, empl- uh, employees are paying just a, m- a much bigger share out of their checks, leading to less take-home pay for um, out-of-pocket costs. Mm-hmm. Any, any thoughts mm-hmm. on that? Uh, it, you know, employ- employees are being, uh, you know, the, the, sh- the costs are shifted. Uh, from, from an employer uh, perspective, you know, there's there's really no no other way when when you're faced with you know a 30 percent uh, increase that you're not going to be having to share that cost with with your employees. Uh, out of pocket costs are also uh, out of out of control when it when it comes to w- when you go to a doctor. Uh, if you look at the plans that are available, if if you're going to get a plan that has a copay to see a doctor now, you're going to pay 20. 30% more just, just for just for the copay or just for the drug card. Mm-hmm. And that has a lot to do, uh, especially on the, on, the, on the prescription side, uh, on, on costs, right? But, but it also is just a, a symptom of, of a marketplace that's not doing well. So uh, in an insurance perspective, you'd call it a death spiral, an insurance death spiral. So if something's really expensive uh, and you can't afford it, you drop out if you, unless you absolutely need it, right? So basically, with costs so high, everyone who can get out of paying for, you know, a thousand dollars for their family a month on health insurance, they're going to try and get out of it, and, and the costs don't work right, and so more people drop out, and then the people that are left are are paying more and more and more, mm-hmm. um, and that's you know, that could be seen as a design flaw, but that's not on our list. Right. I wonder if we'll. I wonder if we'll get to it. Right. Yeah. Well, the out of pocket costs. Um. Just. Just. Just for fun, I'll just share a, a little known uh, fact. Um. This is fun. So, the government regulated that insurance carriers have to pay for dental care for children. Right. Great idea. Great idea. But they forgot to say how. So carriers, what they did is say, yeah, we'll cover. We'll cover dental for your children, but only after you pay your complete out-of-pocket expenses. So you can get your children uh, covered on dental as long as you pay your $6,600 to get yourself to the out-of-pocket maximum, um, and, and then, then it's time for braces. So um, you know, th- just, a, just a, a design flaw where the government is trying, they're trying to do things, they're, 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 they're trying to help people, 
but they're they don't take account. Are of, they just too out of touch? Maybe. I, you know, yeah, yeah, I would say. Um, you know, they 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 seem to, uh, you know, pass a bill, but not not shut the back door, right? They they don't pass something that 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 isn't circumventable uh, with health care. And so if if you do that and, and you have you know uh, capitalism, you know people are going to do anything they can. People are resilient. People are flexible. They're adjustable. They're living their lives. And the government, I think they, they think they they passed it thinking, well, everyone's just going to sign up. It's going to be so great. Mm-hmm. Um, but when when it wasn't, I don't think the system's really prepared uh, for for what's going on in in the marketplace. And so maybe that's. Maybe that's a design flaw, or maybe it's by design. You know, there's there, there's there two, are theories there's, out there. There are theories out there, um, but yeah, I, I think the, the other thing that is, is, you know, it surprises me that they haven't fixed anything about this about the law. They haven't gone back and fixed one thing. You know, the uh, Republicans they're they're focused on repealing it, and that's all well and good. But the Democrats haven't put anything forward as far as, okay, we, we recognize that there's some issues, right? With Medicare, if you look through the history of Medicare, we had to adjust that law so many times. That's why there's A, B, that's why we have alphabet soup now, because we have A through through G and changes because we realized we passed it, but it needs some work, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so uh, I'd, I'd really be interested, you know, from, from the political candidates besides, uh, you know, repeal and replace, which is fine with me. Um, but but you got to say what you're going to keep, mm-hmm. uh, or if if you're if you are of uh, the the political ideology that you want to keep the law, then make it better, you know. So you know that's that's something that I think we need to to interject it into the discussion, and I think it's going to be interjected into the conversation on the political realm really big later on this year because <laughs> things are hitting the fan. Right. Okay, so. Um, and, and more than just the, the 38% rate increase from Blue Cross and Blue Shield, it's carriers getting out of the market. You know, it's 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 a lack of doctor choice. And we're going to you know, get into that. Like, it, we're getting hit on all sides. So we're paying more for less and less and less. You, you said it better than I, that uh, that is uh, number one. Uh, on our list of the out-of-pocket costs is <laughs> is on there, and this chart just really shows spending on deductibles up 256 uh, percent from average Americans since 2004. Spending on coinsurance up 100 percent, so that's about yep. over a little over 10 percent a year. And meanwhile, the the percent that, that insurance companies are paying has actually gone the other direction. Sure, is actually down. So it's an Interesting chart. Next up, we got narrow network for providers. You you talked about potentially yeah. less yeah. doctor choice. We play the clip at the beginning of every show. If you like your plan, you can keep your plan. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Is that necessarily the case? Well, um, no. Uh, if you look at uh, the the plans that are being available, uh, that are being offered, network choice is one of the few levers insurance companies have to keep their costs down. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they can't underwrite, right? They're, they're, re- they're regulated on, on timelines, on, on, uh, on, on premiums even. So if you're an insurance carrier, how do you reduce, how do you reduce your cost for a competitive advantage? If, if you can't do it based on, you know, do it, you know you're, you're, you're regulated on how much money you can keep. Mm-hmm. You're, you're regulated on who can sign up. You have no, no other way. No other way besides besides what besides besides network, right? Besides finding a doctor that can perform the procedure for less money, it's the only way. And so you have uh, carriers working with providers to say, "Hey, I would like a good rate. You know, I would like your, your best price. You know, Mister Mister Doctor." And the doctors are saying, "Well, what we want is something called steerage, right?" If, if someone signs up for your plan, we, we want them to be motivated to come see us, and we want to grow our business too. And so what you're having is carriers, in order to maintain a competitive advantage, are looking at their networks, and they are working with doctors I know to, that Republican president uh, would delight. to lower costs based on steerage. And what, that, what that's doing is it's, it's knocking a whole bunch of doctors out of it so that you only work with a particular group. 
Um, the other thing is, and we, we talked about it uh, a lot last year with Blue Cross and Blue Shield and their uh, negotiations with CHI, right? There are providers that cost more money, plain and simple. Uh, and on the individual basis, if you're an insurance carrier, uh, because of the high claims and the high risk, you're going to have you're going to have to try and avoid th- those providers. And so what we're really seeing is uh, smaller networks, um, and uh, and you could see your doctor, but they're going to be out of network, right? So uh, and and that's something that you know maybe maybe that's what Obama meant. Like you you can keep your doctor, you're just going to have to pay a whole lot more to see him, like than than before. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We're going to have to stretch this out into a second segment. We couldn't cram them all into it. That's <laughs> Gotta stop okay. finding new ones. Part two of uh, the design flaws of the Affordable Care Act coming up here on the program. We're going to explain why they're design flaws and, and why uh, what, what they can do to fix. And then, again, as I teased you with earlier, uh, fi- find out uh, some pretty uh, scary news, I thought, from uh, Flint, Michigan, on that lead water incident Um uh, I'm going to share that story with you also here in the next segment. Here on America's Healthcare Challenge, Facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge is uh, the page that has these segments. And uh, also HealthReformExplained.com has more commentary on this and other things. We'll be right back. The rate of uninsured Americans has fallen below 10% for the first time in 50 years, and costs overall are growing at the slowest rate in decades. The communities who have seen the biggest gains in coverage are communities of color. Thanks to the Affordable Care Act, the rate of uninsured African Americans has been cut nearly in half. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. E.D. Bellis is a healthcare reform consulting company with valuable information that is up to date and easy to understand. We have solutions to manage compliance, minimize penalties and taxes, and all other options. Check out healthreformexplained.com. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope all is going well for you on a sunny Saturday afternoon here in the heartland. Uh, Try not to bring too much doom and gloom to you, but uh, we are talking about the uh, design flaws of the Affordable Care Act this week. Brian Munderlow joining us as guest, co-host, employee benefit consultant at Garvey & Associates. How are you doing today, Brian? Very good. I was just thinking right there, maybe next week we can do how the... How you can take advantage of the design flaws because you know it. There, 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 there is there are strategies to use. So, you know, yeah, there are some things to to talk about. Oh, we we, we talked about uh, out of pocket costs and narrow networks as a problem. We've touched a little bit on less choice. Any other things to add on that point of choice? Less choice. Uh, well, basically, uh, you already have a less choice of United Healthcare because they exited out of the Nebraska market. They're a major player for many, many years. They're gone. Uh, and then w- fun- funny thing that happened is that when United Healthcare dropped out of the insurance markets, the exchanges, they focused a lot on what's called the temporary insurance plan, which uh, individuals have flocked to uh, in recent years because they're like a third, a fourth, or less cost of a Obamacare plan and if you can get out of the penalty or maybe even pay the penalty and buy these temporary plans, it's been a good option. It's been a really good option for people. But after United Healthcare exited the market, 
you know, the, the federal government said, well, we're not happy with you, United Healthcare, so we're going to pass a regulation that says you can only sell short-term plans for a maximum of three months at a time. So less choice. It's not just less choice in the marketplace. It's less choice in the, the realm of health insurance in general. Uh, you, you do have less, less, less choice of, of doctors. Um, and every, it seems every year some, someone else is leaving. Some, something else has happened. And so, um, you know, with the co-ops, now with major carriers. Um, so, yeah, that, I guess that's, that would be a final, uh, a final comment on the less choice. So, yeah, I, I would just point back to the uh, co-ops, and, and again, the the markets pointing out, uh, pulling out, but then also the mergers of um, these big companies, yeah, five major insurers mm-hmm. coming down to three. Of course, the Feds are trying to uh, nix that deal. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But that's uh, another one. Another uh, thing on our list is affordability loophole and claw- clawbacks in segment two. You touched a little bit about that, but what is a clawback again? It's it's what the the government would take that money back. You would have to pay that money back to the government right? yeah so it, it, if you sign up uh on the individual marketplace it's they, they tell you it's your responsibility to tell us if you have you know a change in income and so um if you sign up and you say you're going to make you know fifty thousand, but you make 70 you, you had the audacity to make seventy thousand, you're gonna you're gonna pay some of that back because your subsidy level will change and the, and they're the average amount of that's paid back is seven hundred uh, and $14. Um, and about a third of the people who sign up for the Affordable Care Act on the, on the marketplace that receive a subsidy have to pay back something. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, there's, wow. uh, there's, there's quite a bit. Um, the other, another claw, another clawback would be what, what happens if you say you're eligible, uh, for a subsidy, but then the government finds out that you had an employer sponsored plan, then you're not going to pay a percentage back. You're going to pay the whole thing. So, um, <laughs> this, this issue alone is, is going to affect a lot of people. And the, the other thing was, you know, the government delayed all this health care reform reporting for employers. What's, what was the end result of that? People are just finding out now. They're just getting letters in July that say, hey, guess what? You may not be eligible, you know? So there's, there's a cost to that delay. And, 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 um, so that's what a clawback is, and and they are happening. They are double checking, you know, um, and and they have to now because they are gonna. If you look at the cost of the Affordable Care Act, the the federal government's gonna have to respond. They they can't allow free range now. Uh, they've already this year finally started asking people when they enroll under a special enrollment condition, like in the middle of the year. They're finally asking them to to say why, to 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 document the reason why before. You know, they'll just take your word for it. And, uh, and, th- and that was one of the major things that uh, wrote, just saddled insurance carriers with high claims is that you could just say in the middle of the year, hey, I, I think I have a special enrollment condition, and you could just sign up. So now they're finally going back to, to, to getting some sort of documentation because they have to. And it's going to happen on these clawbacks. It's going to happen on the penalties. Uh, because the the system itself is just going to be so expensive, they're they're going to have to do s- some unfortunate things, and and that's going to be these clawbacks. And it's it's it happened. It's been happening every year, and it's going to happen, you know, more this year and for other reasons. So good point on ACA reporting, which is uh, that that was just a complete headache for for a lot of people, and it was that was bad. But what was worse was the fact that uh, major software vendors, including big box payroll providers. Who who were uh, charging people to do these services completely fumbled the ball and uh, have left a lot of people and we're actually helping somebody for for last year's reporting because yeah. it just didn't get done and and uh, just another example of maybe they probably shouldn't have delayed it they should have just let it stand on its own I yeah don't know. you know um, I think it would have it would have been great if they would have communicated that hey look one of the things that we're gonna do is we're gonna use your reporting to you know, determine subsidy eligibility for employees. At least, let, at least let them know, right? Or, 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 or make the comment. But healthcare reporting uh, is just, you know, it's one of the things that's happening with small businesses. And 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 the, the the companies that have to report, some of the companies that have to report on this, it's a huge deal. Oh, yeah. If you have a if you have a, a a restaurant and you're you're kind of in a mid range, right? You have you have lots of turnover. Mm-hmm. 
you have every one of them has to get a form. Everyone yeah. has to get a form, right? And and so instead of managing your restaurant, you know, and and and, and pleasing your customers, you're 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 in the back, right, trying to fill out a, a whole bunch of t- uh, tax forms for healthcare, and that's y- just one, you know. And employers had a hard time doing it, especially because they wait till the end of the year, and then how do where's the, or how do I find the data, you know? And so, you know, if you're in that, if you're in that boat or if, if you did struggle with that, yeah, there's, there's definitely people, uh, Sean, uh, is, is, is great, uh, to, to help you with that. And, you know, there's, there's people who like to go it alone and those kind of people, the, the, what else, what else can you put on their plate? You know, you do your own payroll, you know, you're already doing that. Now you're doing the reporting. Now you're doing, you know, this, that, and that, that one person, that that's doing all that, right? You need you need to hire somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> so, and that's that that's what what companies are facing. Right and now. candidly, you know, it's worth it because the penalty for not doing it. Like if these people that we're working with right now did not engage us, they'd be looking at five hundred dollars per person uh, penalty. Yeah, just for not just for not for not doing it. Doesn't matter. Not matter if the uh, other people didn't get it done. The government doesn't care. Uh, they just see that it's not done, and that's something that. Uh, is something that uh, to be aware of, and then finally on our list, there, Brian is. Uh, I guess we have Medicaid expansion in the three R's. We've touched a little bit uh, on the Medicaid expansion as a, a design flaw, not necessarily a design flaw, just the fact that the Supreme Court let people, let states opt out, really kind of threw uh, a, uh, a wrench into everything. But we could be basically seeing more broke states had they not. So it's kind of a uh, a difficult question. And then uh, the three R's. Uh, or worth something as well. Any final thoughts here before we end the show? We got about a minute left. Well, you know, as far it's a year, it's a year by year decision, and so what you decided last year, you're going to have to look at it again this year. And so, um, I'd like to encourage people out there that, uh, especially on an employer level, that this this coming year there are going to be some things that we'll we'll get into maybe in another show, uh, and, and ways for you to to help your employees with this mess. And so there are some good things, and employers are going to find some some options on the employee benefits side that are going to that are going to help because that market is still going alive and well. Great, great. Thanks for being here, Brian. And to you, check out healthreformexplained.com uh, for our latest stories, like on Medicare solvency and on this. We will see you next time.